and we're here. They said it was never as good as the first time as I felt the spring breeze through those wind chimes under Fresno sunshine, ripe for the season. We're back. Episode 26 of the Art and BS podcast. For those who know, if you know, you know. This time we have a special guest coming in. But listen, you guys, I had to round it up. Things sometimes, you know, it's like seeds. You plant the seeds. Some are on fertile ground, some not so fertile, but then they grow and then other times, you know, you just have to till that soil and come back next season. But we're here back at HQ, Broadway Studios, Studio 13. We're recording the Art and BS podcast, the podcast by artists, for artists, and art lovers. I'd like to give a shout out to all of those listening on Apple Podcasts, the people on Spotify holding us down, the three niggas bumping us on Google. I see you. The people listening on the web, we appreciate you guys coming back. All the first time listeners was cracking, returning family members, pull up a seat, roll that up, pour a beer. If you're in the cubicle, turn it down so your boss ain't tripping. Entrepreneurs, keep that schedule filled up. You know what's really good. So I like to give the people what they want. I like to give the people what they ask for. And what have the people been asking for? You guys, you keep hitting me up. What's up with the queens? What's up with the priestesses of paint? What's happening? Well, we here. Special guest, episode 26. We got Raquel. Justo. Justo. You see that? <laughs> Bessie? Here's how we do it. So, Raquel, thank you for coming out. Thank you for having me. We appreciate you. So, this is your first time in the Art and BS podcast uh, mix. So, what we like to do is we like to throw our guests a curveball. First question is, can you tell me what your first memory is seeing art, what your first experience is? Oh my gosh. Um, my first experience with art? Or seeing art, or like as a kid? Like art. when was the first time you seen like oh, something man. artistic or art? So I have an older brother who's probably I can't do math, but I want to say he's 11 to 12 years older than me. Okay. Um, and he, since the day I can remember anything, I just, I remember growing up watching him just constantly drawing and just not even sketchbooks, just random pieces of paper, like most likely his homework. Mm. And um, whenever he picked up a pencil and drew something, it was just so amazing what he would draw because he grew up in the 80s and I feel like that's when... Um, a lot of like comic books were popular and stuff mm -hmm. and so he was heavily influenced with all those like Marvel characters mm -hmm. and Capcom and all that stuff mm -hmm. and so he would constantly be drawing these characters and stuff action figures and he would eventually incorporate like people around him in his drawings mm -hmm. so there's this one particular drawing that I remember so well he drew our mom who at the time shortly or just recently um, had hip surgery. Mm. So she was in the wheelchair for a couple months and then she like upgraded to crutches. Uh -huh. And um, he like drew her, my brother had drawn, drawn our mom holding the crutches like it was a bazooka and it was just like the funniest <laughs> thing I nice. ever remember. And like since then I've just been drawing and kind of just wanting to be as good as him. Mm. So, okay, yeah. now is he still, like in the art realm, is he still following that creative Sadly, fashion? Sadly, no. Mm. I kind of, all of us in our family, because um, we actually have a family history of uh, performing and visual artists. Okay. And so I feel that he and I are probably one of the few visual artists out of mm. all the performing artists. Okay. Um, but he sadly didn't continue like crafting or anything. He's kind of doing his own thing out in San Francisco. Right. 
but he's still like a phenomenal drawer and every mm -hmm. time he draws it just amazes me so, mm, okay yeah. so wow so you you grew up with 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 really strong influence in visual art and performing arts so oh, can you yeah. talk a little bit about the performing arts side Oh yeah, absolutely. So my grandmother, she was born and raised in the Philippines, and I, if I remember correctly, she actually got her music degree out there at the University of the Philippines. Mm. Um, and then she immigrated to the States, um, brought all her kids over here, and uh, I would hear stories, I'm sure you're familiar with The Sound of Music, the movie, mm. yeah. the classic movie. Mm -hmm. That is pretty much the embodiment of my mom's side of the family because every so everyone on my mom's side of the family is just so musically inclined. Mm. And so what my grandma would do was that she would have her friends over, like throw parties and stuff, and then she would have her kids actually perform and sing and harmonize wow. for her guests. Mm. So when I think of that, I'm like, what? My mom is singing in front of like crowds? Like she's so antisocial. It's mm -hmm. so funny. But, um, yeah, so my uncles grew up to like be music producers, be their own, produce their own music, and it's just amazing how um, involved my family is with the performing mm. arts. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's that's definitely doing the whole screenplay. Like, hey, okay, all right, you, you all right, cue the, you know, oh, all right, yeah. cue the, cue the <laughs> number, cue the solo, and then your mom comes out and busts the solo out. Wow. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. That is cool. So how do you feel about Balut? I hate it. Okay. 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 See? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm going to admit, as mm -hmm. a pure, full-blooded Filipino, mm -hmm. I am so afraid of Balut. I give I give huge props to people who can handle that shit because <laughs> oh, I yeah. can't. Like, yeah. I... Um, my mom made some for dinner one time, mm. and we're sitting at the dinner table, and I'm such a child when it comes to food. I love playing with my food and picking mm -hmm. at it, and that's right. exactly what I did with Balut. Like, it just tore it apart, and I didn't eat it because it was just so, like, disgusting with it. I just played with its body instead, which is probably worse than actually eating it, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, love! I had to see. I had to ask. I had to ask because it's one of the things. Either you love it or you hate it. Yeah. You know. And I lived in Phil. I lived in uh, Seattle, mm -hmm. and I have like extensive, you know, Filipino like friends. I, I in my book I say I was Filipino from like oh six oh two to oh six. <laughs> For as a matter of fact, listen. Shout out to <laughs> shout, shout out to Tony. Shout out to Tommy. Shout out to Richard. Shout out oh to Ate Vicky. Shout out to Ate <laughs> Binong. Uh, shout out to Raul. R.I.P. the R.I.P. Oh, Raul. Yeah, for real. Like we, got man, all the let's Filipino go. family out yeah. there. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. Mm -hmm. So, how long did you live out there for? Like seven years. Nice. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. Awesome. West Seattle. Yeah. That's, that's so, cool. so I know what's up with the Filipino weddings. Oh, I know what's yeah. good with the. We it was it was Ponce every weekend. You know, Ate Vicky would hook it up. You know, oh, man, that's and she amazing. really yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, Pond said that was my joint, anything adobo, <laughs> that was, she used to throw down adobo chicken, you know, for real. So, yeah, I'm, I'm you know, a little familiar Good. with the, with the food and the cuisine. Mm -hmm. yeah, so that's why I had to ask you, because I'm, I'm not a fan of bullet personally. You know, and I remember being at a wedding and they were just tearing it down. You oh, know, and I'm like, okay, you know, I'll be all right. You know, yeah. so I wanted to ask you to see, you know, what your relationship was oh, yeah. Yeah. with that. Cool. Interesting. So moving forward, what type of music are you listening to when you're creating um, artwork? Are you listening to stuff that's up tempo, yeah. down tempo? Where are some of your favorite things to listen to? Honestly, it depends on my mood and 
the content that I'm painting. Mm. Um, but more recently, I've realized that I love listening to jazz and okay. like bossa nova and all that fancy stuff mm -hmm. while I'm creating. And it's just there's something about that music that transports me to like another place, and I can actually dive down and focus and like feel like I can actually breathe. Mm -hmm. um, like, I love listening to Ella Fitzgerald and mm. Louis Armstrong, of course. Okay. They're the, like, dynamic duo. Mm -hmm. um, Nat King Cole is amazing. I love mm -hmm. listening to him, too. The Flamingos. Mm -hmm. um, and then later years, I, I am such a hardcore fan of oldies. Okay. Um, I grew up listening to Al Green and Marvin mm -hmm. Gaye. Okay. And I love Stevie Wonder yeah, so much. Yeah, songs in the key of life, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. Oh, yes. Um, so all that, that good music, it's, it's good for the soul. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and it's, it's interesting because, you know, with jazz music, like, I've been listening to a lot of Miles and John Coltrane, like, the shows that they would do together. Yeah. And it's interesting because it is, it's like, it's jazz, it, you know, I look at it and there's like, I look at, you know, things like a symphony, you know, and they have a, a conductor and they have like this strict you know, music sheet that they need to adhere to. And jazz is like the exact opposite. Like they're mm -hmm. free to oh, do yeah. whatever they want yeah. as long as it's cohesive, right. you know? And it, it it's like those two things, you know, air quote classical music and air quote jazz, both of them in painting, like they both, I feel like they... They resonate with us because you can either go one or two ways. Like yeah. you can go super chaotic and create something that's beautiful mm -hmm. and organized, mm -hmm. you know, or you can be organized like to a T and then create something that's chaotic <laughs> or super organized, yeah. you know. Yeah. So yeah, those are that there is the beauty in that. Um, yeah. So yeah, I definitely appreciate that. Mm -hmm. So okay, uh, how do you are you in are you into like Afrobeat at all? Like uh, Fela Kuti? Like are you into him? Because that's some real like that's like jazz it's not jazz but it was influenced by like james brown and stuff like that so mm -hmm. over in nigeria and africa they have a whole culture oh, of afrobeat that's influenced oh, by that's american amazing. jazz you know i'm so bad with memorizing um artists and music musicians mm -hmm. like their bad. songs mm -hmm. and their names yeah. but i'm sure if i heard one of his songs mm -hmm. I'd, like that one yeah, yeah for sure yeah you'd be surprised how many people are you know like that i i talk to people about music and there's that's a common thing it's just like some people are good with directions and some people are bad yeah. with directions, you know, and it's, yeah, exactly. so it's just, that's how our brain works and you, it retains what's important and it's like, oh, I don't need to know the name of the singer, like, oh, throw that away, you know, as long as I can remember the melody, I'll be all right, so yeah, that's cool. Um, so talk about your childhood and art and how did you start, like, what were some of your first artistic pursuits? Yeah, so, um, like I said, uh, I come from a family full of artists and mm -hmm. stuff, and so naturally the arts came pretty easy for me, and um, growing up, you know, I'd always be called, like, oh, the art girl, let's mm. have her in our group project so she can draw her, all of her stuff, um, and I always loved drawing. I, yeah, I just, I don't ever remember a moment where I didn't enjoy it or wasn't doing it, mm. and so I... Actually, when I was um, at the age of five or six, I went to my first dentist appointment and I like walked in and I was like, this is what I want to be for the rest of my life. So, you know, coming from a family with all these artists mm -hmm. and then suddenly I wanted to stray off and kind of go towards the medical field, mm -hmm. um, which was 
that decision was also influenced from my dad, you know, being the typical Asian, oh, be a doctor, mm-hmm. be a lawyer. Yeah. Like, that's the only successful thing. Um, so, yeah, for like 12 to 15 years, I pushed the sciences and mm-hmm. pr- tried to pursue it and studied it. And um, it wasn't until I got to college, to Fresno State, when I realized that that's not what my heart desired. Mm. Um, I majored in chemistry to be a dentist. And then my first semester, I was like, what am I doing? <laughs> I'm like torturing myself. I was like having a breakdown in the bathroom stall because I just, I was so fed up with all of the classes I was taking. I was mm. just super overwhelmed. And then it hit me like, what am I, what makes me happy? What do I enjoy the most Mm -hmm. and it just kind of happened naturally I changed my major to art and Mm. ever since then I've just been creating non-stop wow yeah so okay okay this is interesting I would like to go back yeah so when you had when you made the decision to dedicate your time to like be to the sciences to to that pursuit mm-hmm. how like were you still pursuing art in that particular like chapter of your life was it dormant or what happened i mean in a way i kind of was pursuing it but i personally did not see it i didn't see that i was still continuing continuing my art but my friends and all of my family knew that that's what i belonged or that's where i belonged and what i desired to mm-hmm. do the most um i took my first art class that's a funny story. So when I was in middle school, it was in eighth grade, about to graduate, go on to high school. I had signed up for this um, the science class that I was super excited to take because it was like very um, lab oriented. Mm. So we're doing all these experiments and going <laughs> on like class field trips to see mm. all these crazy laboratories and stuff. Yeah. And I kid you not, the first day I walk in, my science teacher is calling roll and she says, Raquel. Raquel, what are you doing here? You do not belong here. And she, like, pulled me out of the classroom. Wow. And so the way the buildings work in my middle school is that there, there's two classrooms that are kind of connected. Mm-hmm. And so so here's one class, here's another, and then there's, like, an office where you can cross to get to the other classroom. Mm-hmm. And so that science class just so happened to be on the opposite side of the advanced art class. Mm. So my science teacher took me out of her science class, Mm. took me to the art class, and was like, this is where you need to be. That's a great teacher. Yeah, Mm. and Ms. Vaughn, if you're listening, I love you, you changed my life forever. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. So from that moment, I kind of took art a little bit more seriously, not as much as how serious I took science at the time still, but, all four years of high school, I took art classes, I took AP art classes, I was still very involved with the arts, but I still, at that time, wanted to pursue dentistry. Mm, yeah. Okay. So how long ago was this when you made the shift back into the art, the visual arts side? Um, let's see, 2015, yeah, about four years ago. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. So yeah, so you're, you're about, you're knee deep back in it going and, and grinding heavy (laughs) yeah so and you do a lot of different like I've noticed you do like ceramics right you do painting you do digital artwork also um now can you talk about what okay so let's see all right what attracts you about oil painting you know when I first started painting I actually started 
painting with acrylic and mm. I feel like that's what most people kind of experiment with mm. and I loved how fast it dried and how easy it was to work with and I was so afraid of working with oils because it was just notorious for being messy and it just took too long to dry and I'm like why would I ever want to put myself through that mm -hmm. and um I didn't take my first oil painting class until I came to Fresno State mm -hmm. and um, Nick Potter, I'm sure you know who he is. Yeah, I met him at the museum once. He's amazing. Yeah, like a thing. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. he has a show there for mm -hmm. like until next year. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it was the very first, it was like oriented, orientation day and I asked him, I couldn't decide between um, working with acrylic and oil mm -hmm. and he had told me that everyone who says that they switch to oil says that they wish they had switched earlier and I feel the exact same way now because mm -hmm. ever since I switched to oil it's just been I feel quite the opposite than I did when I first was painting I kind of feel like oil is actually a lot easier to work with um, mm -hmm. I, there's just something about the colors in oil painting that I feel acrylic painting cannot replicate because mm. it's just so lively and just seems so natural and yeah okay yeah. Mm -hmm. I love asking painters that question seeing like what what got you what was the thing <laughs> you know and then that way it's not just me you know, oh, you know? So, yeah definitely okay yeah, yeah. for sure mm -hmm. that's cool so talk about um can you talk a little bit about um so the oil paint now were you doing digital artwork before you were doing oil painting or how did that work yeah, so according to my mom, I actually found this out recently, I asked her um, how young was I when I started drawing and stuff and working mm -hmm. on art, and she said, pretty young, you were working on, she said that I was working on these, um, I don't know if you're familiar with this, like, it was some application on Windows, like, way back like in the day. Like paint or what? Paint. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Paint. I was so mm -hmm. obsessed with that. It was like yeah. the innocent version of Photoshop, basically. Mm -hmm. Sure, yeah. And mm -hmm. I would be on that thing constantly, just yeah. drawing and creating stuff. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of like what started mm -hmm. my drawing process and yep. stuff. I remember that. So, yeah, mm -hmm. um, I guess you could say I kind of started digitally, if, okay. if that counts. That's crazy, <laughs> like, isn't it though? Yeah, like, right? That's crazy, wow, right? yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but now I do kind of see myself being more of like the traditional artist, kind of being more involved with oil painting mm -hmm. and like clay and mm -hmm. stuff. Yeah. yeah. So now, um, the the clay aspect of it, what are, so what made you want to kind of go down that path and start, you know, using clay and sculpting and things like that? Yeah, so obviously for one of the requirements to graduate with an art degree, you had to take um, either a sculpture or a ceramic class, and I chose mm -hmm. to take a ceramic class. Okay. And the professor that teaches that, Una Mirga, she's just so amazing to be around with. She just sucks you in and totally is so persuasive and convinces you to like stay with her for like another <laughs> four semesters, which is exactly what I did. <laughs> um, and it was just... It's crazy because the community in the ceramic department was so much different than the one in the painting department. Mm. And I think that's also why I started to gravitate towards ceramics a little bit was because the friendships that I built through working with ceramics are, like, I know for sure that we're going to have, we're going to be life, lifelong friends. Yeah. 
and the involvement that the ceramic department had in the community as well is also what made me so attracted to the idea of being a ceramicist. Like we would constantly be doing group sales, we'd go like during art hop, we'd have group shows and stuff and galleries mm -hmm. and um, there's this California Conference of the Arts or California Conference of the advancement of ceramic arts. It's a mouthful. Okay. But basically it's a conference for ceramic arts mm. in California. Uh-huh. And it's held in Davis every year and um, Fresno State participates. And so I've gone two two times so far and each time it's just been so amazing to see this group of ceramicists and just schools from all over California go to this and put on a show. Wow. And the work that people come up with is just so inspiring. And mm. I love being around those kind of environments, which is why I also love going to Art Hop too. Because yeah. like the art, you get to see the art that you know your city creates and right. the kind of people that you're creating with. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, that's, that's where I kind of started with ceramics. Cool. Yeah. yeah, that's tight, that's tight. Yeah, definitely. And to your point, it's like I, doing things as a group, definitely it elevates everyone's confidence. It has a bigger impact, oh, yeah. you know. So, yeah, that's that's interesting that you would say that because I'm thinking like, wow, like, but, you know, it seems like because uh, I know that there was a there was a Fresno State show like they had like this small painting thing last year and it was like they wanted many like miniature paintings mm -hmm. and there was some people from there and then they got some paintings from Norberto and then I had one in the show which was kind of cool but uh I'm, I'm not Fresno State guy so it's like I like I don't, you know what I'm saying like, I was like hey he's like you know she comes to get the paintings and then he's like James you want to be in the show too I was like all right yeah sure, why not you know so yeah sign me up mm -hmm. you know but it definitely even but for me like being outside of Broadway, having a painting displayed somewhere else, it was like a big, like a boost in confidence, oh, yeah, you know. So, yeah, yeah, that definitely. When when I hear you say that, I'm like, okay, I, I totally get, you know, why you're you were you're sold on this community, yes. you know, because yes. you guys are working together, you're mm -hmm. growing together, mm -hmm. you know, and then that's just making everybody want to keep going. Oh, absolutely, mm -hmm. and that's that's something that I kind of not really didn't see in the painting department. I kind of felt like everyone in the painting room was kind of just competing against each other. Like, yeah, at the surface, they're like, oh, amazing painting, I love your work. But deep down, they're probably like, oh my god, I could do so much better. Or, mm -hmm. you know, they're constantly wanting to outdo the other person. Whereas in the ceramic room, everyone's just so... I don't know how to even it's describe it. It's just mellow, huh? The yeah, vibe is just oh chill. Oh my gosh, yeah. yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. There's not because it's you're it's funny you're preaching to the choir when when I hear you talk you're like they're looking at your paintings they're secretly hating yeah they're like yeah yeah, yeah. that's what's happening like but, but but the thing is is you would want for your peers to be happy for yes. you and to yes. like okay like let's all grow together let's all mm -hmm. because at the end of the day like if you learn something then I can get that off of you so yes. it should we should yeah. all grow together mm -hmm. but it is mm -hmm. it's interesting and I wonder why it's like that to a certain degree I, I feel like it okay it takes a special group of artists to let the ego go, right? Like yeah. you have to, and a lot of the times it's either like the people who you've painted with and you have that friendship or you have a friendship outside of art and then like it transitions into art. Mm -hmm. But um, it's like, 
it's weird because they're in every in every facet of visual art, like even like in the graffiti, you know, subculture, egos are like huge and stuff yeah. like that. So I'm thinking, is it like no matter what you do, like if you're slinging paint, there's that competition or whatever? Because I'm I'm in the firm belief of like we all have to do the same thing. Like at the end of the day, we're all painting. Yeah. You know, like yeah. you have to paint, I have to paint, mm -hmm. and um. You don't have to like my painting. Like, that's not like that's not. There's no rule that says you have to like right. what I do, right? right? But like, I think that the 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 caveat is like, if you don't like it, you don't have to make a big deal. You can just be quiet, you know. Or if you do like it, then there's that. Then that's bonus. But like, there's. I'm a firm believer, like we all paint this like we could paint a coffee tin and it's going to look different because everyone has a different like like you you have your palette down mm -hmm. you may use different you know you may use cad yellow pale oh, i may yeah. use cad yellow light so it looks a little different at the end of the day we all have to do the same stuff mm -hmm. so it's yeah for me it is it's um it's interesting to see that and to feel that i've always been the guy who i just want everybody to do the best that they can do and be the best that they can right everything else is like secondary yeah. to that you know um so it's you know but i think that comes from the graffiti like era of like okay there's three of us we're all painting this train together we want to make it look like the best train that we could possibly make it or we're mm -hmm. painting this wall we're all like on the same we're on the same team you yeah, know so yeah. that i feel like my um outlook on art is heavily influenced by my uh tenure in, yeah. in graffiti yeah. so while we all have that, yeah, I could, I, okay. See, here's the thing though. Okay, because you said something and you were like, people look at your stuff and they say like, I can do that. And that's, I am, I feel like I want to, I'm the reversal of that. Mm -hmm. When I paint, I always want people, I'm painting with the intention of, I don't want you to come in and be like, I can do that. Like, right. no, you have to like, you got to work. You got to do some pushups. You got to be yeah. in shape, yeah. you know? So that's always my intention mm -hmm. with creating mm -hmm. art. And maybe that's just like a thing that I have in my head too, because I know that that exists, right? That whole artist. Oh. So it's like, no, like if you are going to do it, like you're going to have to put some time into it. Mm -hmm. um, but it's, yeah, it definitely is. Um, the community is, is crazy because I experienced stuff. Like people told people told me like paintings dead. Like James, you should go what? and do something. Yeah, like paintings dead. And, that, and we had we talked about that. But I want to talk about that with you. I want to talk about that with you. Okay. So is painting dead? How do you feel about that? And give me your all oh of that. Oh my gosh. Oh man. Um, oh god, I don't even know where to begin. Um, no, painting is not dead. Okay. Obviously, there's so many of us out here who are still doing it, whether it's um, traditionally mm -hmm. or digitally. Okay. Like, there's still painting okay. digitally stuff, and whoever wants to go that digital route, it's still super important to start traditionally because that's the only way you'll learn. Mm. You know, because the things that you learn when you're working with traditional art, that's what you use to apply to your digital work. Mm -hmm. You can't just straight up start doing digital stuff without playing with like the actual physical, physical materials. Mm -hmm. That's at least how I see it. Um, but no, I don't think painting is dead. Okay, so, all right, cool. <laughs> now I wanna ask you another question because I heard you use a term that I would like to address. You use the term digital painting, right? Mm -hmm. So now, I, now I, I would like to, to, to challenge that. And I, I'm a firm believer of, 
because that term, I feel like that term is is a play on what's an illustration because the word painting, it like paint has to be wet. Like no matter like what what paint you use, like spray paint, watercolor, acrylic, gouache, <laughs> it's always wet at some yeah. point in time. Mm-hmm. So the fact that the the digital uh media is never wet Mm -hmm. i feel like it's a drawing Mm -hmm. and not a painting so i I would so that's my personal feeling Mm -hmm. and i so and it's something that (laughs) i got hella triggered (laughs) (laughs) oh i got triggered it's so crazy because these um what are they called like photoshop and um illustrator Mm -hmm. and like procreate like all these different applications applications Mm -hmm. They are so far, like, ahead of time. I, it's so hard to, like, keep up with what they're doing. Mm-hmm. But they're, I think they've, um, like, implemented this thing where it's, like, if you do want to do a digital painting, there's an option to make it wet paint. So when you're drawing, the colors that you're working with will actually, like, blend huh, which i okay. thought was like the trippy okay. part but it's still like i still feel like if you want to learn how to digitally paint you should still do the traditional mm-hmm. stuff because like colors in real life react differently than they do on a screen facts right mm-hmm. so yeah because yeah. i have a friend who he does primarily digital work and he'll talk to me he'll show me his stuff and i'm like that's tight but like bro you just hit that on the color picker like you didn't have to figure out how to make that shit like that color right like to make that color right there bro like that's no joke he's like yeah i'm like nah man oh, like man. making it's- just like these colors is crazy bro because it's always it's like it'll be the thing like a lot of times like in the it'll be a color you don't even think it is it's like a green or purple or something Mm -hmm. like that you know so you're looking you're like okay like all right let me take some of this umber let me take some of this cerulean uh maybe some some alizarin crimson uh you know (laughs) and you're trying to navigate like cooler warmer blue yellow like where is it at you know so it's not like just boom but i i am a firm believer of like Using a tool is, is fantastic. And if you have a drill, use a drill. Don't use right. a screwdriver. Right. You know, so like if that's what it is. But to your point, like, and it's funny because most artists say what you're saying. So mm-hmm. it's confirmation. Like you got to learn the, the, the real, the traditional yeah. stuff. Like the life, like drawing from a model will help you like in whatever you do. Because mm-hmm. like you're learning, drawing from life will help you in whatever you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um because you're learning how to like sight size or see relationships and angles yes. and things like that. So it's like, you know, um, regardless of being able to zoom in or zoom out, those relationships are always there, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So the quicker you can assess those and like get those out of the way, yeah. the better. Okay. So let's, now that we've, you, I've been triggered and I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm mellowing back down. Can we talk about like, what, what's your, what's a daily, what's a day look like in the life of Raquel? Oh man. Um, a lot of laying in bed. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, but mostly I've, I've been finding that I like to daydream. Okay. And I feel okay. that. Oh no. Okay. I'm good. Okay. Let's a, okay. A, All right, cool. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, so a lot of that time when I'm just laying around or sitting down, I'm actually thinking and daydreaming and creating things in my mind, thinking of what I can do next. Mm-hmm. And I feel that 
yes, my body may be relaxed and still, but my mind is constantly going like mm. boom, boom, boom. And that's the hard part too, because I have been struggling with just trying to enjoy the moment and be present, you know? And being the person that I am, I'm just so far ahead into the future Raquel that I'm not absorbing what's happening around me in my day-to-day -day life. Wow. So that's something that I'm trying to work on. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. But that's, if it, you know, I think a lot of us experience that because painting is something it is it's you get in it and then there's a, there's a point where you're white hot and everything just fades out and it's you and the painting and that's it like maybe the music but it's like you're just focused and that is like that's the moment that's like we often want to capture but it's so hard to put everything else out of our heads it's yes. like oh i gotta pay my phone bill oh i gotta pay rent oh i gotta oh, yeah. my tires oh you know like all this <laughs> yeah. crazy stuff so you know getting that and like you said staying in the moment like this is this version of you is gonna make you the woman the, the child you are made you the woman you are today oh, yeah. but then the woman you are today makes you the woman you are tomorrow yeah. so it's like enjoying <laughs> This, you oh, know. yeah, absolutely. And, mm -hmm. and you know that huge famous quote that everyone says, like, enjoy the journey. Like, life is mm -hmm. about the journey, not the, not the destination. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'm, like, trying to live by that. Mm. And it's just so true, you know? Yeah. It doesn't matter where you end up being. It's as long as that you're enjoying what you're doing today. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's that's definitely, I would have to agree with that. So, So talk about the, the murals that you guys had did at Fresno State. I know you had worked on, you know, you got you got your mural uh, game up oh, yeah. going strong. Yeah, so um, I remember when I first switched my major to art, mm -hmm. I kind of gave myself a, like a solo tour of the art department, and I saw this huge, weird-looking wall with this mural on it, and I just remember standing in front of it and going, I want to paint over this one day. <laughs> and sure enough, like three years later, I, Danny Demeza comes up to me and says, hey, um, the chairman of our department wants us to paint over this mural. You want to join me? And mm -hmm. so obviously I couldn't turn that down because mm -hmm. like, wow, such an amazing opportunity to not only represent Fresno State, but actually Fresno itself, yep. being a muralist and having to paint over such like an iconic mural that has been there for a good eight years. Yeah. And um, it's definitely been a huge process, a lot of ups and downs, but it's, we've learned so much about it and ourselves just during the whole entire process. And it's mm. been super fun, really challenging, mm. <laughs> but overall just an amazing experience. Okay. And so what were some of the challenges that you experienced painting the mural? Uh, I would have to say just the whole design process. I kind of felt like towards the end of my senior year, I was going through a really tough time and just was having the worst artist block. Mm. And obviously, I was unable to create a lot of things like at my fullest potential. Mm -hmm. And um, I think that's also what kind of delayed like the whole mural process and completing it and stuff. But mm. that was definitely a huge challenge that I had to overcome. So with the design process, how did it work? Like were you guys collaborating on the overall design together? Was it you would sit in the file back and forth and edit it or how did that work? Yeah, so we would occasionally meet together in person and we'd like hash out our ideas and start jotting down all of our um, concepts and stuff. And mm. we would do some rough sketches and stuff. 
And so we basically came up with a solid concept of what we had wanted to paint. Mm -hmm. And so we pitched that idea to the chairman of the department and then he had to run that through all of the faculty so everyone had to get the get their approval basically mm -hmm. and um, and then he gave us the okay and we started painting and so the <laughs> that mural has gone through so many changes mm. like what it looks like today is not at all what it looks like from when we first pitched our idea right. so we've just been constantly building and building on top of it but gotcha. yeah yeah I would see you would post and it would be like one in the morning y'all be out there like <laughs> lights flood lights hidden. <laughs> oh my gosh it started raining on us one time wow. I was like this is the life I would not want to be doing anything mm -hmm. other than this yeah yeah that's true that's so cool that's tight yeah so how far would you would you say that you're like 80 90 percent is it done like how where are we at in the stages of yeah i think we're getting pretty close to wrapping it up i okay. think like 99.7 mm, okay complete. right right barring something crazy <laughs> yeah just yeah. like final details mm. and just yeah okay yeah nice nice so is that the first mural that you've done no actually i believe that is probably the fourth mural I've done. Mm. Um, the very first mural I did was when I was a senior in high school. And at the time, my high school was trying to go towards an art direction. So there's three different high schools um, in my hometown. One was going to be directed towards like business-oriented and like sciences and Where's stuff. Where's this hometown at? Hanford. Okay. Hanford, California. Shout out to Hanford. <laughs> Cowtown. Um, I think I'm getting this right. There's one that was for like agriculture, another mm. high school that was for like math and science, and then another one that was for the arts. Mm. And it just so happened to be that the high school that I went to was going in that direction. And so they asked all kinds of students to fill the hallways with murals and stuff. And so I had done a mural in the library. And mm. I think that was probably, um, probably like the fourth or fifth mural and I went back there recently and now that whole entire place is just covered with murals wow. and I love it it's amazing it looks so beautiful nice yeah so it it's quite an honor to be part of such a, a big movement mm -hmm. in high school so. well yeah it was like the time that you were there was the it was like the catalyst for <laughs> you know right now where it's really at wow that's mm -hmm. interesting mm -hmm. so that was your first mural yes. And then, so after that, did you do another mural while you were in high school, or was it when you got yeah. out of? So, um, excuse me. Uh, all of the murals that I started to work on actually started to happen when I met Danny. Mm -hmm. He was like my connection to okay. like all these murals and stuff. And so the first, the first mural that we did together was one for Grizzly Fest. Okay. Actually. Um, it was like this figure that was reaching forward and this like huge red imagination just flowing around him and nice. his head was like made out of a castle kind of thing. Hi. So um, it was just amazing being part of that community and displaying our work with mm -hmm. fellow amazing artists like yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of like Jonathan Lopez. Mm -hmm. He he does Grizzly Fest. Mm -hmm. I think Drain. We had him on here. He does Grizzly Fest. A lot of yeah, a lot of those guys. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah for sure. Mm -hmm. They're coming through the doors. They're coming through the doors. And then and now you're here. Yeah. So, so yeah. it was so I was so starstruck when I just met all these mm -hmm. these locally known and 
probably internationally. Yeah, sure. And nationally well-known mm-hmm. muralist and yeah. stuff. Yeah. So it's like, mm-hmm. it's amazing. Yeah, you're yeah. like, no, I'm, you know, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm seated at the table, <laughs> salon style. You Not know? really, but yeah, something like that. <laughs> We're like um. in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> As long as we're in the building, that's okay. That's the whole goal is getting in the building. Yeah. Oh, wow. So talk about plain air painting a little bit. Yeah. So, oh, man, I've been having so much fun. I mm-hmm. actually, um, I didn't really like the idea of plain air painting at first. Mm-hmm. I was like, uh, I'll just do these paintings at home mm. kind of stuff. But more recently, I've been wanting to go out and explore and be more adventurous and just, mm. like, travel some more. And obviously, that gives me a reason to do some plein air paintings. Mm. And, yeah, ever since then, I've just been hooked, and it's been amazing. And just within a couple of months, I've been doing probably at least two plein air paintings a month mm. and since then I've already seen like so much improvement in my painting like nice. the quality is just so amazing and I think it has a lot to do with just sitting still and just observing what's in front of you yeah. rather than looking at a photo reference or something because um, you know when you look at like screens and stuff they just they don't replicate the color that you would see in person this is true and so I have noticed more color pop mm, in my okay. most recent paintings so nice. i'm like awesome planner is actually doing something mm-hmm. for me like i'm improving this yeah, is great that's tight yeah, that's tight that's so. cool mm-hmm. so now are you thinking about doing any studio paintings based off your planners um i actually haven't thought about that um i do know that i want to do a lot more still lives okay um mostly of food because mm-hmm. i love painting food mm-hmm. Um, I've actually been really playing with the idea of painting Filipino food and Filipino women because obviously coming from like this beautiful family full of Filipinos, I want to feel more connected to my roots because I'm the first generation to grow up in America basically. Mm -hmm. And I just feel so detached from what a true Filipino is. Mm. You know, so being a Filipino American, I just feel very... To, what is it, like, people say I'm a Twinkie, like, you're yellow on the outside, but you're white on the inside, you know? <laughs> we, yeah, we call it, in my community, we call it whitewash. Whitewash, see, yeah, I wanted yeah. to say that, but yeah. I didn't want to yeah. offend anyone. Who, well, yeah, really? Come on, we all are, like, I see, that's like, you don't know, we can say, yeah, this is, yeah, we raw and uncut over this here, yeah. Hey, Vic and told me, said, James, in my country, your podcast would not fly. <laughs> oh, my God. That's how you know. Okay, yeah, okay, real. cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, all right. Yeah, but it's all good. And, and you know, I'm going to tell you something. Let's, let's really be clear. People who know me know, like, and I can say that word whitewash because I don't, I have white friends. I have white allies. Like, as for me, everybody who knows the deal knows yeah. the vibes. So they know when I say that, they know what's up. And people know where my heart's at, mm-hmm. you know. So, and that's, you know that it's a... You know some people, like, because you said Twinkie, and then also, like, <laughs> but I thought, like, Oreo, too. There's the term Oreo, because oh, you get yeah. black on the outside, yeah, white yeah, on the inside, yeah. so there's that. You know, but a broad <laughs> term, more broader term, or, um, you know, Native Americans, they, they were called apples, red on the outside, white on the inside. Yeah, so there's yeah. always uh, something like oh, that. Yeah. But yeah. what's interesting is, like, 
what is that? Like, why the, like, why on the inside? Like, what is that? Like, what does that even mean? Mm-hmm. Like, how? Like, you know, so, you know, it's a, that's a very, for me, I try to, uh, I just wonder how people come up with things like that, yeah. you know, because it's like, so if I'm, if I'm, if I'm intelligent, I'm speaking intelligently, I'm carrying myself with dignity and respect, huh? Like, that, yeah, I don't know. You guys might need to, to, to re-look and, and look at some of those definitions because really it's not it's not good for the other cultures if you look at what you're really saying. Right. You know, right. so that, and I've, I've grown up, Raquel, with all of that shit. Like, James, you talk white or like all this. Like, anything under the sun, like, that you can picture being said to someone yeah. it's been said to me like wow. on like each side of like the spectrum you know so <laughs> for me when I hear these sort of experiences I'm like oh you're preaching to the choir like let's Good. let's unpack Good. this Good. because Good. I'm right. here with you I've experienced it you know and I know mm-hmm. what it's like to be that person mm-hmm. who's being ridiculed for being themselves oh, you know yeah. so yeah. but what's interesting is we live in a time now where like that's uh well you say like people like promote that whole like be who you are and be like the you know the individual and all of this stuff and mm-hmm. you know so yeah it's, mm-hmm. it's it's interesting how things have turned you yeah, know how yeah. things have turned but back to your point of the Filipino women and the Filipino food yes I feel like that's a great idea yes you know and no one can talk that shit like you can talk it so mm-hmm. you might as well right. just bah, 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 right. you know like yeah. and bring us bring us into that world because we don't know you know Mm -hmm. so it's like it takes an um, an ambassador Mm -hmm. to bring everybody in to say hey here's what's really happening over here yeah you know so yeah that's that that'll be a beautiful series so i'm definitely looking forward to that Cool, me too. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. So now, are you doing your, your like, these still lives and these paintings? Are you primarily painting at Fresno State? Do you have a painting set up at home? How does that work out? Yeah, so um, I'm fortunate enough to have, like, a three-car garage, and mm, okay. two of the spaces are being used. One of them isn't. It's just, cool. you know, stored-up space. Mm-hmm. So I was like, hey, might as well to this, turn this into my own little personal studio space. Nice. So I've been working in my garage for the past summer, and... Um, Obviously, I haven't been producing a lot of work because I just hate 100-degree weather. Mm-hmm. And so now that it's finally cooling down, mm-hmm. I can finally just lock myself into the studio and start creating some more. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's tight. Yeah, that, it's, you're in the garage. It's hot. <laughs> you know. But you know what's funny, though? You guys, I remember I was painting that mixer. I think I was painting the mixer. Wait, was I painting the mixer? You guys, it was, yeah. Cause it was hot as shit, and I was painting in my garage, right? Mm-hmm. So I was, uh, and it was like hella hot, and I was just like, "Damn, everybody's painting right now, and it's hot." Like I just thought that that was funny. I was like, "It's, it's hundred degrees, and everyone, like, you're inside, you're outside, everyone's painting, yeah. and it's hot." You know, so yeah, that was hilarious at that point in time. You know, so like, and that's why I said we all have to experience the same thing. Like, yeah. we, no matter what, you have to put the paint on the panel. And move it around, mm-hmm. you know, like no one is exempt from that. Yeah. So if, if you had the chance to play like Uno or maybe a game of dominoes, you know, or some people like poker with three artists, who would be the artist that you would pick? Oh my gosh. Uh, <laughs> I think. Um, Dead or alive? I'm just going to choose my favorite artist. Um, so I would want to play with Laura Zombie who is this grunge artist who I believe is from Russia. Um, she's like well known for her watercolors and a very 
provocative scenes that she paints. Um, I'd want to paint with her. She's quite the character. She has, like, pet rats and stuff, so... And who doesn't like a Russian accent? <laughs> right, right. So, her, I would want to um, play with Alex Pardee. He, mm -hmm, yeah. Yeah. He's pretty out there, too. Very mm -hmm. grungy. Um, yeah. One of my biggest inspirations from since a long time ago. <laughs> um, and I Didn't he have some stuff at that auction? At the uh, one at Tioga? I could have swore he had he had a book or something over there or a print or something. Yes, because I talked to Drain and I said, Drain, this is the guy who made the book of shapes, right? And he was like, yeah, I think he might have. I was like, somebody stole that shit from me. And then we laughed about it. But it was like this, yeah, I'm pretty damn sure what? he had a print over there. And there was a silent auction for the, um, the rainforest and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, but I'm pretty sure Alex Party had like a, a print. It was just like one print. And Drain was like, we stole this. It was like, this is one. Like, And it was a joke. Dance. But it was like, this is one you can't find. Oh Boom. You know? Yeah. Do you know if anyone's like bought it? Well, I would, yeah, because it was a raffle. So everybody that that stuff, because there were silent auctions for the paintings, but that was all raffle stuff. Wow. So you just had to buy a ticket. Yeah. So somebody came up. Wow. Mhm. Mm yeah. And this was recently. Like three weekends ago. Oh man. It was wow. the yeah 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 three weekends ago. Mm -hmm. Wow, I had no idea. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. And the only reason I knew is because he was paying the CV Wonder. He told me, hey, what are you doing this weekend? Where I'm doing this. Then I was like, oh, word, okay, cool. Nice. That's the only reason wow. I knew. Wow. Um, but yeah, so for few, if I ever hear about something like that, because I know they're going to do something else, yeah. but yeah, you should, I'll let you know, like, hey, and then, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because Alex Party, he has good shit. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. that's two. So Laura, Alex, and I would have to say Renee Magritte. Mm. He is also one of my biggest inspirations. Um, probably the best surrealist, well, in my opinion, okay. at least. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, I feel like. They all have quite the character, and mm -hmm. I think that playing a round of Uno or two would just set me for life. Like, <laughs> okay, game's over, that's it, I can die now, I'm happy. <laughs> oh man, good stuff, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's always interesting when artists get together, those mm -hmm. sort of conversations, yeah. you know? Yeah. And it's super, and, and like the more eccentric the artist, the more interesting oh, you yeah, know, it can definitely. be. Oh yeah, 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 that's great. Oh man, Uno. Who doesn't love Uno? <laughs> it gets serious, you know, it gets serious it gets real serious <laughs> in there. So we've covered, you know, the where you started, some of your passions as far as painting. Um, so what would you say are if you were to give some some advice to, you know, young people coming into the game or someone maybe who is where you are at neck deep in chemistry and should be somewhere <laughs> else what would be some of the you know jewels and gems that you oh would pass along oh my gosh um well one thing's for sure um be patient mm. i think that's definitely something that i had to learn and i am still learning um like i said earlier i get too far ahead into the future and what may come to happen rather than just planning for it instead of daydreaming about what you want it to be um so just be patient and stay present and your art might look like shit right now but if you keep practicing you know it just takes time and a lot of practice and a lot of patience mm -hmm. and you will be so far up there probably way better than you ever thought you ever would be if you just 
be patient. Mm, yeah, this is true. <laughs> mm -hmm. This is very true. Patience is a, is a, it's a thing with artists, and you learn. At, you go to another painting, and then for me, it's like it, it goes in cycles. I'll do a painting. And then the painting after is when what I learned shows up. And I'm like, oh, well, huh, like, yeah. I got this from that painting. But then it, now it's like showing that, that I, I, I'm applying it, you know. Mm -hmm. So hearing you say that, um, it's definitely true. You know, it's, it's a long haul and people have to practice a lot. Mm -hmm. We all practice. You know, I'm sure, like, you could, could attest you have many sketchbooks filled up. You know, and then it's like, and then I do this painting, and then people look at the painting, and they think, but they don't see all the sketches mm -hmm. that I've done to get me here. Yeah, you yeah. Know? Yeah, so that's that's interesting. So let's talk about cinema. What type of, what are some of your favorite movies? Oh, my gosh. Uh, <laughs> I have a lot of favorite movies. Okay. Um, so give us five just off, oh, off man, the top, five. just rapid fire. Oh, gosh. I can't even think of them right now. Uh, okay, Spirited Away. Okay. The Sound of Music. Mm-hmm. La La Land. Mm -hmm. I love musicals. Um, oh, I guess that's it. Just top three. No, sorry. Five. Take that yeah, back. we got five. Okay, we okay. Got um, Enchanted with Patrick Dempsey and Amy Adams. Uh, okay, number five. Oh my gosh. Sleepless in Seattle. Oh, shout out to Tom Hanks. <laughs> yeah, you know what's crazy though? <laughs> Is if that movie happened right now, it would look like it would be like this dude's like hella perverted. Like this shit's not like cool. This yeah, everywhere. Mm -hmm. yeah, like that's so not cool. Like watching through today's lens, yes. like oh no. Oh my gosh. You yes. know, yeah, that's crazy. But, but that's a classic. It, no, it is. He was on the houseboat, and you yeah. know that was tight. That was like <clears throat> before I moved to Seattle, I saw that movie, and then when I moved there. There was a guy who he his dad had a houseboat and we would just like go and kick it, right? Uh -huh. And I was like, wow, this is like some sleepless in Seattle. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah, yeah. Cause it was off the pier in West Seattle. And uh like he had a little kitchen set up in there and it was like some cool stuff. We we were younger, like, you know, we'd go and paint and then like, oh let's go, you know, to the boat or whatever mm -hmm. and just chill, you know, blaze out. But yeah, that was <laughs> That was that, but it's interesting you said Spirited Away though. Mm -hmm. So let's 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 go down this anime. Let's oh let's gosh. get our anime yes. bag. I love Studio Ghibli. Hayao Miyazaki is just a phenomenal artist. Now, did you see that movie about him where it was like about the whole studio and about making? No, that I shit was crazy. It. Yeah, yeah, oh it was about gosh. making Spirited Away and how long it took and no, yeah, it was crazy. I seen it because it's like two studios that were doing mm -hmm. it and Miyazaki like. He's just super slow and drawing. And, like, I want to do everything myself. And that way it gets right. You know, like, it's like super just like, but I was like, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. you know, and they're like, bro, okay. we're all waiting on him. Like, that was the whole movie. Everybody's like, we're waiting on but him. Wow, like, it's so worth it. The, mm -hmm. By the time it came out, you know, so many people were just so in love with it. And mm -hmm. I, for one, was one of those people. Mm -hmm. And it heavily influenced my um, interest in art. Mm. Um I still have a drawing I did of uh, No Face. Mm, okay. And it's just like chilling in my room. And I was, I don't even know, I don't remember how old I was. But I I know when I first watched the movie, I was just horrified of it. I was totally creeped out because wow. I was just very afraid of like spirits and like the whole um, like paranormal activity kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Like the, the, 
Like it's like a cohesive body of yeah, work. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 And that's um, a beautiful thing. Yeah, to, and to do that is definitely difficult. Mm -hmm. um, we're going to take a short break here, you guys. Hold tight. Got to pay some bills, and then we'll be right back with Raquel. She ain't going nowhere. <laughs> and we're back. Episode 26 of the Art and BS podcast, the podcast by artists, for artists, and art lovers, with my illustrious guest, Raquel Justo. So before we took the break, we were talking about anime, Spirited Away, the cohesive body of work from the studio. Um, and we both have a love of manga. We both have a love of anime. We both have a love of video games and stuff like that. So Raquel, let's, let's go down this hole. Let's talk about it. Tell me some of the stuff that you're into. Tell me some of the memories, experiences. <laughs> let's go. Yeah, so I have another brother who is a hardcore gamer. Okay. Since the day I can remember. Mm -hmm. And... To this day, he's mm -hmm. like 25 years old, still glued to his chair playing <laughs> video games. Ben, uh. I love you so much. Um, and <clears throat> obviously, he plays a huge part in my life, and all of the video games that he's played, like I've been there right by his side, just mm -hmm. so like in awe with all of the video games that he plays okay. and I've been so like infatuated with like the storylines of the games he plays mm -hmm. and not just that but like even the artwork that's mm -hmm. put into video games is yeah. just so beautiful and the progression oh my gosh the progression of the art style in video games too has changed so much mm -hmm. and so drastically right. like if you look at the I love this photo so much it's like a Someone did a comparison of the very first Tomb Raider, like that came out in what two thousand one mm. on like the PS one, and yeah. then they compared. No, that it, wasn't two thousand one. I will no. tell you. Hold on, wait, wait, wait. Let me tell you because <laughs> Tomb Raider two, Daniel Mua had Final Fantasy Tactics, and I had Tomb Raider, and I traded him, <laughs> and then I moved, and then I was like, nigga, that Final Fantasy is mine, nigga. So that was. Like, junior year, like that was into my sophomore year, so that was 98. 98. Tomb Raider 98. 2 was out in 98, so wow. 98, yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. wow, yeah, yeah. So, the detail in the very first Tomb Raider, and then someone had compared it to the one that just most recently mm -hmm. came out, and it's just the compare the details are just so oh my gosh, <laughs> it's like night and day, huh? Yeah, yeah, oh my gosh, yeah, well, because it was like that was when polygons were cracking, mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. when when people when they invented. And the first game that really blew polygons up was Final Fantasy VII. Mm -hmm. That was like, it was a four-disc game, yeah. and it was just madness, right? Yes. Because it was like, they used to use sprites, which were like, um, for those who don't like, a sprite is like, if you can picture, like, the original Street Fighter II, how it's kind of like blocky, and like, those are sprites, or like, uh, what's another, like, like, um, 
the first Mario Brothers, that's yeah. a sprite, right? So like all of my Mario World, those are all sprites. But then polygons, if you think of like Super Mario World to Super Mario 64, that was sprites to polygons. Mm -hmm. And that's why people with Mario 64, he was like, oh, you know, like it's just <laughs> because the, the way that they're, the engines are different yeah. now, you yeah. know, and then now shit looks like a movie. Oh, yeah. You know? so, Games yeah. with like Uncharted and The Last of Us. Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh. They just look so realistic. Mm -hmm. And even the scenes. I am a huge fan of Uncharted, by the way. Okay. Um, probably my favorite game series ever. Mm. I've played all four within nice. the span of a weekend. Whoa! That's <laughs> nice. <laughs> I was so hooked from the very first one. Like, the storyline was just so captivating. Mm. And I just, I love Naughty Dog. I am such a huge fan yeah. of the work. And... The scenes in The Last of Us 4, which is so breathtaking. And that game, man, it did make me cry. Like, two seconds, it was like, oh, yes. shit, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Yes. Oh, man. And, wow, it's just, I've never been so hooked on a video game mm -hmm. until I played Uncharted. Yeah. And I Nathan was... Nathan Drake. Yes. Oh, my gosh, yes. He's such a cutie. <laughs> oh, yeah. Man. So I personally have never been like a hardcore gamer. I kind of, okay. well, my boyfriend and my brother um, mm -hmm. call me a casual gamer. Okay. So I don't like dedicate my life to it or anything, mm -hmm. but I do occasionally like you to enjoy. pick up. Yeah, I do yeah, yeah, yeah. like to pick up the controller every once in a while. That's cool. Um. But yeah, I totally lost my train of thought. Um, Uncharted. You were talking about how you went through that in a weekend, Nathan, Nathan Drake, <laughs> he, he got it popping, you know. Um, okay, and then we talked a little bit about The Last of Us, but yes. so as far as story outside of uh, outside of Uncharted and The Last of Us, story and gameplay-wise, what would you say are your two favorite video games? Outside of? Those two, yes. Oh, man. Oh, man, there's this game called Journey. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Wow, the art in that, mm -hmm. and even there was no dialogue at no, all in not. that video game, but it was just so beautiful and so captivating, and I feel that it had a very, like, a much deeper meaning that yeah. no one could get out of just, like, listening to it. Like, you would have to sit down and play it, mm -hmm. and it was just such a beautiful game. Yeah. Um, so there's that one, and then for storyline. Oh, man, I can't think of one. Okay, so we're just going to go back to Uncharted <laughs> and Last of Us. They're holding it down. They're holding it down. Yeah, wow. And now they're coming out with The Last of Us 2 mm -hmm. pretty yeah. soon. Pretty, yeah. really excited for that one. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. So Crazy stuff. My, so there's four of us. I have two brothers and one sister. Okay. And my one brother is, like, the gamer of the family. Mm -hmm. And so... He's like got all of us like hooked on like all of his video games and stuff. And so mm -hmm. when he told us, like he's been constantly updating us with um, the like Last of Us and the release date and stuff. And so when we found out that it's coming out in February, we're like, okay, let's all take the day off. We're gonna sit around the couch, watch you just play this all the way yeah. through. Um, so yeah, it's mm -hmm. it's totally been like a huge part. I was of my playing life. that game all wrong. I'm gonna tell you, like, I, yeah, I was <laughs> playing that game the wrong way. Here's how I was playing it, right? <laughs> <clears throat> there's you go in a room there's all these clickers I'm like let me kill these niggas 
you're not supposed to kill them. I'm like, let me kill these niggas, right? So I kill one of them, and then like the, the second one, then he get me, and then I'm pissed. And then I'm the type like in that game, every time I die, I just shut the, I just shut it off. Like I'm, I'm that petty. Oh and normally in no gosh. other game do I shut it off, but The Last of Us is like so. Oh, you got one clicker. Oh, there's not. Nah, he got you. Oh man, forget this. I'm about to go smoke. Like, they just all come out of nowhere. Oh my gosh. Make that sound. So gross. Oh man, it's such a phenomenal uh, game yeah. though. That's all in good. all, good. it's good. Yeah. yeah. That is hilarious. Oh, okay. I thought of a second game that okay. I like. Well, actually two. Um they're all fairly recent um games. I really enjoyed the storyline of Detroit Becomes Human. Mm. And um Horizon Zero Dawn. Okay, I, okay. Like, it, the artwork in Horizon Zero Dawn was just breathtaking as well. Like mechanical dinosaurs. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Mm. yeah. And like nature coming back, you know, is yeah. I love that effect so much. Mm. And yeah, so those are okay. other games that I'm very okay. interested in. Yeah, Detroit Become You, I think that was PlayStation Plus. I haven't played it, I downloaded it. But I've heard it's funny because there's a uh, there's this there are these two ladies they they come in every art hop and then one that they, they play one plays video games and she said James I just bought that game and it's free now I was like ah you know we were just joking around but I said wow see like that that's why I'm always suspicious of sales because I feel like. A, a lot of times they'll run that sale, and if it's an older game, that may be the free game for the next month. Oh so be yeah, careful. I mean the last of the very first Last of Us is free right now mm -hmm. on PlayStation. Okay. So. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, I bought yeah. for like ten bucks. <laughs> yeah, it was like it was Black Friday though. Oh you know? wow. So yeah, that Black Friday, that's when you get your games, mm -hmm. you know, because they mm -hmm. they all go down. But it's yeah, yeah, that's wild, man. Good yeah. stuff. Journey was a yeah, I like that Journey. one. That was good. Yeah. Heavy Rain. I don't know if you've ever mm, played. I've, I've heard of it, never played it. Yeah. That shit was intense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That was one of like the darkest games I probably ever played. Wow. Because I mean, spoiler alert, it involved like a family who had a kidnapped son, and mm. like their other son died, and then like eventually they got a divorce, and it was just the music in the video game just made you so attached to the video game. Like, you actually felt like you were part of it. Wow. And it's just like, oh, gosh, mm -hmm. amazing. It's amazing what video games can do. Yeah. Like, you have movies, you have TV shows, but I feel that when you play video games, it's, like, as if you're the character yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Rather than having... Like watching someone else live their life in front of you, you're like playing that life, mm -hmm. and you become this character, mm -hmm. and everything that's happening to that character is happening to you. So you feel more affected to it, yep. which is why you also feel more glued to the video game. Right, right, <laughs> yeah, yeah. This yeah. is true. Yeah, yeah, that is true because you, yeah, your decisions, their decisions are your decisions. Mm -hmm. You know, open that door, or don't open the yeah. door. You know, yeah. yeah. So that's that's definitely that, that is true. Mm -hmm. um, hmm. How you feel about Resident Evil? Um. <laughs> I'm not. I don't. I haven't really gotten into it, but I know there's a big Resident Evil. I was like oh, a big yeah, following. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, obviously, the person that I am, I get scared very easily, okay. so I try to avoid those like horror games. Okay. But even then, like my brother mm -hmm. can't resist purchasing those games. Right. So what am I gonna do? Just yeah. sit next to him and. Check it out, right? Right? Like, okay, all right. Yeah, so, yeah. You have to draw something oh, right man. now. So I'm sure like everyone has that one repetitive nightmare that they always have mm -hmm. and I had one growing up and 
so basically what would be happening is that I would be like walking through the street but it's like super late at night I'm with my siblings and then um, there's like no lights on but there's these like huge towers and buildings that are surrounding us mm -hmm. and all you see is like this cast shadow of a figure that's like standing on top of a building and you look up and it's this figure you can't really make it out but I like look around me and I see that my siblings have disappeared so I'm like completely by myself wow. all alone with this figure wow. who turns out to be Nemesis oh shoot from wow Resident Evil. Three. Yeah. and I've had that dream so many times oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> he just keeps coming you know you yeah. gotta run yeah there Stars. Are, yeah. like oh my yeah. gosh that mm -hmm. like triggered <laughs> Oh man, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's good. That That's... and I think the Silent Hill series have mm, probably okay. been like, oh gosh. Yeah, super. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I never got into Silent Hill. I know a lot of people did, but yeah, that's super horror it is. based, it is. you know, uh -huh. stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh? Wow. Yeah, yeah that's those games. They they are a niche. You know, mm -hmm. they they are mm -hmm. a niche market. You know. Um, one of our past guests, this uh, uh, Julie and her name, JJ, he speed runs Resident Evil. So oh like, there's like this, there's like, you beat the game and there's this little mode where it's like this dude and he gets dropped in the middle and it takes place after the game and you gotta get out. And he's like one of the umbrella dudes, his name's like Hunk or something. And you gotta, like the whole thing oh is just getting out, right? So this motherfucker does it in like nine minutes. Like he beats the whole game in nine minutes. And he'll like, he put it on YouTube and I watch it and I'm like, whoa. Cause it's like, you know, okay, here's the dog. Let me turn north to the end. It's like, the game now nah, I'm like whoa how did you beat this game in yeah. nine minutes mm -hmm. bro and it's, and it's so crazy because people out there like actually find glitches mm -hmm. to like fast forward the game yeah. basically like mm -hmm. what I didn't, had no idea that there's a shortcut there yeah. or something like that mm -hmm. but it's amazing how people like get these speed runs done in such an incredible fast time yeah, like, yeah. Oh, wow. and it's always like the weirdest <laughs> way like you have to roll backwards and <laughs> you jump off the thing you're like oh, yeah. what exactly two point degrees you have to make it right <laughs> Like, so, like, very specific details in order to get it, like, done yeah. at the right okay. amount of time. Yeah, this is yeah. true. <laughs> oh, man, that was great stuff. Great stuff. Mm -hmm. Oh, man, so we've been, we've talked about video games, we've talked about, so hold on, outside of, like, the whole, um, the, because I, we, we went into anime, but you, we kind of just stayed on one studio, so mm -hmm. outside of those guys, what are some of the other anime that you hold dear? Um, I personally do not watch a lot of anime, okay. um, but I will watch some, like, every now and then. Okay. Um, like, I got, I got super into One Punch Man for a little bit, mm. um, uh, Attack on Titan, okay. that was pretty good, mm. um, just, like, the big name one. I'm surprised that thing's still going on, man, like, cause the, I read the, the One Punch Man manga, right, mm. and that, that is off the chain right now, Saitama's, <laughs> he's acting a fool, right, so, but, like, Attack on Titan, like, okay, all y'all niggas got eight, and then, like, there's more people, and you guys keep getting eight, like, come, like, what are we doing thing. here? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like, what are we doing? You yeah, know? I think that's also why I kind of stopped after the second season, mm -hmm. and I actually didn't know that they kept yeah. making more Me neither. I thought it was wow. one season, like, oh, wow, yeah. okay, yeah. Because mm -hmm. it's like, all right, you guys, so you're just going to get eaten, and that's yeah. like, oh, okay, word, like, oh, tight. <laughs> oh, that's what we're doing here? Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that yeah, that was kinda wild. But yeah, One yeah. Punch Man, that's pretty good. Um 
Yeah, I'm kind of, you know, I grew up like, I've, I've had a, a long run with anime, so I'm like from that, the Ninja Scroll Akira ilk. You know, oh, okay. so like I like that, but then you know, there's also there was like the the bleaches and the Naruto's oh, yeah. Yeah. and you know yeah. and, and stuff like that, and then you had like your your crazy stuff like your uh, wicked cities or your like um, yeah, all the time. I'm trying to think of some of my other some some really good like niche ones. Grappler Baki, that was one of my favorites. Oh, you mess with Gra Grappler Baki? I've heard of that one. <laughs> oh man. So Grappler Baki, they made a new one on Netflix. There's a new season. Mm -hmm. And essentially Grappler Baki is this young dude and he's a badass like fighter and his dad is like the best, like oh, most cold blooded, like heartless dude, right? Uh -huh. And he has to fight his dad. Like so then the new season is like after that tournament. And this is it Grappler Baki came out in like early 2000s and Netflix rebooted it up and they have nice, like nice. two new seasons of it and it's really really good Is like it? if you're into that kind of stuff yeah, so there I'll was that um yeah that was pretty good what was another <laughs> one that was good outside of Grappler Baki um shit I'm trying to think because there's one yeah, there's, you know, there's a bunch of them. Samurai Shampoo, that was like, do you remember that? Yes. Okay, that was Adult Swim, wow. though, right? Okay, um, I loved their use of new Jabez in their soundtrack. Phenomenal. <laughs> <laughs> and um, After Samurai, that was mm -hmm. also, like, yeah. another classic. Yeah, really that was enjoyed. a good one. See, yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, see? <laughs> that was good, too. After mm -hmm. Samurai, that was great. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, yeah, there's, you know anime you know that that's like a long running like i went and saw um the brawly movie you know like the dragon ball brawly movie oh, they, yeah, they had yeah. it playing here and i went to the theaters nice. and i was thinking it was the old movie and it's like no dude this is dragon ball super i'm like whoa you know <laughs> yeah that's bonus you know so because i'm so not really cool. caught up on super yeah. but i know that it's going on and mm -hmm. i have a lot of friends james need to get caught up you know that and they want me to mess with um my Hero Academia. Have you heard of that? Oh my gosh, that sounds so familiar. Yeah, it's like a yeah. school, and then like the main character is like this little like kid. He don't have yeah. no powers, and it's about quirks. And he's like, yeah. hey, "Can I be a superhero? Yes. If I have a quirk." Yeah. Oh that. my gosh, I've heard yeah. so many great things mm. about that. Yeah, I watched the first, I think, two or three episodes. It's actually pretty fucking good. Is it? It's actually. <laughs> I thought it was gonna be trash. I was like, okay, this is actually pretty good. All right, you guys. You know, but I said, it, the more I get into this, the less I'm gonna be drawing. So let me <laughs> like let me. Get away you know because like, yeah because i'll get sucked in and go down that hole oh yeah you know, definitely so. yeah that's a good one too but yeah that's but that's the cool thing about stuff like that is the different the the art that they do in like their you know the anime and the manga like it's totally different than what we do the styles and everything but there's just this high level of detail and oh, um yeah you know you can tell that they put a lot into it absolutely so i appreciate that and the storylines are just crazy yeah you know and even like the art itself is very influential um mm -hmm. like i've ever since i've seen scenes from the last of us like i've been so motivated to create these um landscapes where there's like these buildings and everything's like run down mm. and they're just being taken over by nature nice. like i'm just so infatuated with that very idea and whole concept and so just playing video games you know yeah. and watching animes and movies and tv shows they are a great source of inspiration for creating mm -hmm. and i can't get enough of it <laughs> okay so who are some of your favorite comedians favorite comedians oh gosh um 
Ellie Wong is a good one. Mm, she's yeah. super funny. She's Represent always, that Asian. Well, she's always <laughs> like, I like her because she's up there pregnant every time. <laughs> but that's why I like her. Like, yeah, talk that shit. <laughs> I love her. She's so quirky. And um, I think another reason why I love her so much is because she reminds me a lot of one of my best friends. Mm, okay. So I was like, you mm-hmm. go, girl. Like, yeah. yeah mm-hmm. I love it. Um, her, uh, shoot, who was another person that I just recently watched? Um, can't go wrong with Dave Chappelle. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Cat Williams came out with a new one okay. that I have yet to see, but okay. I I love watching like his old ones too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay, so who are who are two of your favorite Dave Chappelle characters? Because he has a bunch of them. Oh my gosh. If you can't remember them, just say the guy who does this or the guy who says that. No, I don't. I can't remember. You remember what they do? You remember like, cause okay, I'll, cause I think of like Tyrone Biggins, like the crackhead, you know, or what I, I would say my two favorite Dave Chappelle characters, hands down, number one is Chuck Taylor, the the newscaster when he's like uh, he's on the news, the mm-hmm. weatherman, uh-huh. and he's like like he looks like a white guy, like I like that guy, and um <laughs> and Tron, Tron is like he's the dude who. He, always like winning money or like playing oh, dice or something about like the that Show, yeah, yeah. Uh, i haven't seen any of those really I'm oh, about okay. his dad oh you have to go back yeah raquel you <laughs> have to go like that the gems in the dave Chappelle show like because he would play different there are all these different characters yeah, yeah. he would play yeah you know and that's why i was curious like okay but yeah if you uh, missed out that okay, but that's okay. good though because that's just like well, you're, that's just like if someone had never heard Erica Badu's music, mm-hmm. and right now it's like you have this whole beautiful catalog oh, yeah. to get into. So, yeah. like yeah. for real, next time you're paying, put on Netflix or something, and put the Chappelle yeah. show on and just yeah. laugh because all of the characters they're just hilarious. They are. He plays a different. You know, it's just, <laughs> it's funny, man. It's like, so I'm assuming it's a lot like um, what is that show with uh, Jamie Foxx and Jim Carrey? In Living, Living Color. In Living Color. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that yeah. was in Living Color was the catalyst for the Chappelle show. Uh, okay, that okay. was like. Yeah, that was the catalyst for a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it, it's like that essentially. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. But with a smaller cast, I would say. Because uh, like with okay. the Living Color, you had probably nine reoccurring cast members. Oh yeah. You know, they and with Chappelle's show, it's not. It's really him, Donnell Rollins, who's Ashley Larry, mm-hmm. and then like Charlie Murphy, mm-hmm. Neil. Yeah, they really there really aren't a lot of reoccurring characters in there. You know, most death is in there. Uh, he's he's on some episodes. Is he really? Oh yeah, he was. No, most death was part of the uh, the when they did the black delegation when they did the draft, uh-huh. and it was like every race, like it was a racial draft. So it was like the black people, the Asians, like and then like the Asians they drafted Wu Tang. Oh my gosh! Wow, I had no idea. Yeah, the Asians like we like, drafted Wu Tang player. Like, like the reason the gist. Like, That's so funny. <laughs> Oh, yeah. yeah, whenever I have the time, mm-hmm. I will pull that up. Yeah, that's, that's good comedy. That's, that's <laughs> very good comedy. That was, like, one of the most iconic sketches because I always, like, do plays of, like, the racial draft because it, it's, like, I was like, okay, you guys can have this guy. We're going to take that guy, you know, because everyone, you know, everybody, like, wanted who they wanted, yeah. you know? And it yeah. was, like, everybody kind of, you know, like, the Jewish people mm-hmm. took somebody out for, like, and then there was, like, there was a moment in the sketch where there's, like, a trade, you know, like how in the draft, like you get somebody and I get somebody. It's like, yeah. wait, hold on, like, okay, we'll trade this guy for that guy. It's just, it's like that, but it's a whole skit, you know. <laughs> it's really, really funny. 
That's what yeah. I love about comedy too. Like they can easily just alleviate a lot of that stress mm-hmm. that like politics yeah. put on people, you know. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like what did they say? Laughter is like the best medicine. Medicine, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So. This is true. I agree. Mm-hmm. Also, I feel like you have to be, you have to be in a place where you want to laugh and not come to a place because I've watched the Dave Chappelle and I watched the Bill Burr mm-hmm. and I've heard. People who are like in the feminist circle, they say they don't like that Dave Chappelle because of, of some of the jokes that he has. Like, and one and one of my friends, she said, if I if I didn't fuck with Dave Chappelle since Chappelle's show, this special would feel a little different to yeah. me because of his jokes. And I'm like, wow, that's that's crazy. Like, because for me, Bill Bill Burr, he made some jokes and like he there's some racial stuff in it, but the shit was funny, right? And I'm like, okay, what he's saying is funny, and none of it's like, um, it's like it's all true to a certain extent, and yeah. you have to be in a you have to be open to laugh, you yes. know. And I feel like if you're going in comedy and you're like, you know, looking for something, then you're you can find something to be mad at. Oh, but yeah, if you go absolutely. and you're in a uh, you're in a mind place because. I, I'm a firm believer of like there's something funny about everyone. Like you can laugh at me about something, someone can pick something about you yeah, can laugh at. Yeah. So like if we're doing that and we're laughing at everyone, then it should be like it's it's cool, you know. Yes. And that that's my whole thing. Like these guys are making fun of everybody, yes. so that's what's cool about <laughs> it, you know. Yeah, that Bill Burr, he he has a lot of anger built up mm-hmm. though, and so that's what made his stuff funny. Is he was talking about like being a, a man and like not knowing what to do with your anger and like how to cope with it and he had a bit about like him and his wife and like they had to get rid of the dog and how she coped with the how she coped with it and how like he was like I didn't know he was like she got all of her crying out and then it was like time for the dog to go and then oh yeah, yeah. and then and then he said but then for me I cried and went out of the room like a little like a kid so it was like wow but that's like he said that every night I didn't get it and it's like you know, it's a valid point. Men and women, we deal with stress yeah. differently. You yeah. know, so it's like you're bottling this up and mm-hmm. it's going to have to come out yeah. some kind of way. You yeah. know, but there's truth in comedy. So yes. that's that's the thing, yes. too. Um, so, yeah, it, I feel like laughter is the best medicine mm-hmm. To, mm-hmm. to reiterate what you just said. Yeah. So let's talk about are you, um, how, because we talked about like the whole um, being first generation Filipino, like now, so how is, how is it like, are you like with your cooking, are you like, a, like, are you cooking the old school dishes? Are you like doing some fusion? Is it new? Like kind of like educate me. Oh man. I wish I was cooking the traditional stuff, you know, um, Fish heads. <laughs> all of that, <laughs> um, freaking dinner go on with that pork blood. Oh, <laughs> Chocolate blood. Um, no. Um, so growing up, uh, I remember my mom would always like want me to like whenever she would cook something, she'd be like, "Oh, come to the kitchen and help me, so I could learn." Yeah. And like at that time, I was like, "No, I don't want to be in the kitchen. Like that's girly." Like I grew up with like two brothers and a very tomboy sister, mm-hmm. so I like refused to do anything girly, and mm-hmm. cooking was one of those things. Um, apparently. <laughs> uh, and so um, that's kind of something that I do regret not doing growing up is mm-hmm. being in the kitchen with my mom and learning mm-hmm. how to cook that traditional food. But obviously it's like not too late. Like I can still go visit my mom and yep. have her teach me the good mm-hmm. old ways and stuff. Yeah. And um, there is something about Filipino food that is kind of a turn off at the same time because what I've noticed with 
health like how people have been handling health today mm-hmm. okay like they're a lot more concerned and more conscious of what they're consuming and like their health habits and all that stuff and I feel like Filipino food does not like reach that mm-hmm. list okay because my cousin made a good point about Filipino food it's like there's no color in it it's all brown and white mm. like Everything is just brown and white, brown and white. It's all very meat-based and very, like, heavy and, like, grease. Mm. And, but that's, like, where all the flavor comes from, you know? <laughs> so it's, like, it's so hard to want to create healthier, iter- like, versions, versions of yeah. Filipino food when it's, like, you're taking such a key source of the flavor away, Ooh. you know? So um, I have been starting to follow some... Uh, some Filipino vegans on Instagram okay. and they would like post recipes on how to like make um, alternative dishes like mm-hmm. Filipino dishes like healthy alternatives mm-hmm. and so I've been wanting to test those out and see if they actually live up to like the original taste mm. of what a traditional Filipino dish right. would taste like um, I have yet to try okay. I have yet to find out if like any of them are worth trying but yeah, I've yeah. seen some pretty amazing stuff what people can come up with but that is something that i am very interested in in learning okay so i when you say that my instant like thing that i think of is so is the are the dishes that color because like in the philippines like what do they have act like what are the natural things that they have access to to cook with like they would add the color to their dishes you know like what are the so that that's kind of what i would think like is because it's like if you're not if they're not doing that then maybe there were certain plants that weren't around or mm-hmm. weren't in season mm-hmm. and weird times are you because there has to be a reason yeah but i mean if you like look at filipino dishes yeah you'll see vegetables and stuff mm-hmm. and like you'll see like carrots or like bok choy yep. or yep. like mm-hmm. lettuce whatever um but like i feel like eventually the way it's cooked to get its flavor it like turns everything brown so that's where the okay. brown and white the white obviously the rice and yep. then everything else is a brown yeah <laughs> but um yeah i mean filipino food like yes we have vegetables and stuff but even then like i feel like a lot of our main dishes are very heavy and like meat Meat-based. and like pork and yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah that's interesting that there's, and then now it's like, okay, how can we turn this around? Yeah. But, yeah. you know, with the time passing, we have access to new information, and then now it's like, hey, we can make a spin on that. So, yeah, it just takes, I feel like it takes the right chef to know, like, okay, here's the authentic flavor profile I'm going for, mm-hmm. and, like, okay, here's, like, the things that will not take away from that, you yeah. know, or will not take away from it to the degree to where it's something else right you know what i'm saying right. so we still want that exactly. flavor so yeah that's yeah that's kind of huh it's a tricky situation yeah. though and yeah. see I, and that's why i want to ask because i've never thought about that how would we and, and our listeners they they probably if they hadn't thought about it, it's something that is being brought to their attention like wow okay because this is definitely and even like eating you know at, at their you know at tony's house all the time like i would never think about what you're saying but now that i think about all this i was like yeah you're right yeah. like that's basically it was always rice and always like some chicken or something like mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. you know with some carrots and like you know i think vicky would hook up the uh the fish heads and like yeah. that was something like, she always had fried. Mm-hmm. yeah 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 for real yeah yeah yeah, yeah man yeah. wow that's crazy i never thought about it like that though mm-hmm. i just ate the food 
I mean, it's delicious. Why wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah. No, it is. Yeah, yeah, facts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah, okay. Huh. So now, are you a vegetarian or vegan, or how does that... Oh, no. Okay. I love meat. Okay, okay, okay. I have um, been considering trying to try, uh, like, having a more vegetarian, like, vegetable-based diet, mm -hmm. but it's so hard to, like, let go of chicken and mm -hmm. fish and all that seafood and stuff. I agree. Um... But I, I am mindful of what I eat. I like I don't really lean towards like being a meat eater or a vegan or anything like that. I just say I have a healthy diet kind okay. of thing. Okay, yeah. cool. Mm -hmm. Try to keep it balanced. Yeah, All yeah. The food groups. A little bit of everything, you know? <laughs> yeah, there you go. Cool. Mm -hmm. That's what's up. That's a beautiful thing because health is wealth. You know, yes. if you don't have your health, you don't have anything. Because it's like, hey, you know, that's, mm -hmm. that's true. And then, you know what's crazy, though? Raquel is like... When you're, I would say before you're, anything below, I would say 25, you don't give a fuck about your health. Like, yeah. as long, like, unless you have some, like, asthma or something crazy like that, but, like, there comes a point where you're like, oh, shit, like, I gotta, like, start thinking yeah. about this stuff, and then yeah. these foods make me feel this way. Oh, wow, like, I'm paying attention to how food makes me feel, because, oh, like, yeah. there's certain things that make me sleepy, so it's like, okay, yeah. if I eat that, I get the itis, you know, and then that's... <laughs> That's it. Yeah, you know? it's amazing what your diet can do and how it can affect not just your personality or like your well-being, but like your mental health as mm -hmm. well. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Mm -hmm. I agree with that. So like outside of, you know, staying healthy, you know, staying active, what what do you have next as far artistically? What's on the horizon for you? Oh man. So, I um I've been working for a little design business she's like well known um throughout fresno and she produces these amazing like guest book alternatives and it's very like commercial art kind of stuff and i know like coming from like a traditional artist background everyone like refuses to create like all that kitsch stuff and like commercial art and like producing that is just like absolutely like refusable kind of thing and so, like, growing up with that mentality, I would, like, think, like, oh, why would I want to create something like that when I could be a fine artist and be, like, super fancy in my gallery and stuff? But after working for this small design business, I actually, like, really enjoy it. And it's like, hey, this stuff is actually really profitable, and I feel like it's a lot more reliant than standing in galleries and trying to sell your $1,000 works. Which is that, well, that whole, the, with the internet, the the standing in the gallery shit has played out like yeah, that. I feel like that's, that's played out. Mm -hmm. But two one thing is I, I I laughed on the inside because you're the first person to ever come on this podcast and, and use the term kitsch. So I, that I just I laughed because I was like ha 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 right. So that was beautiful to me. Um, but yeah, no, like and I, I understand what you're saying, but it is it's true. Like there's like the other side to it to where like a lot of people it's weird because a lot of people want like the accessible the commercial stuff mm -hmm. you know so yeah. for me yeah. it's you know like coming from like you know graffiti I can do letters stuff like that it's like I put that away to do this to be taken serious but then like that shit is like it's time for me to pull that back out yeah. because there's a lane for it right. you know exactly. but I see it, it's like it's so exactly you know it's just like what you're saying like wow there's profit there's yeah. you know there's yeah. a whole big market for this yeah. stuff yeah and so I've been finding it myself recently like wanting to produce more of that kind of stuff mm, okay. for just art in general okay. and 
Like those, um, I'm sure you've seen that painting that I did recently of these little planters. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah. Like, with the, like, like people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'm actually starting, um, uh, I haven't like officially published it or anything, but I do want it to be like its own business in itself mm -hmm. where I'll be like making these paintings and like pottery planners and like I've even considered making like t-shirts based off of these little characters mm -hmm. and just the idea of it is so like it makes me really happy mm. basically and the thought of being like a fine artist I feel that that kind of adds a lot of stress on you because mm -hmm. I feel that that community can be very disheartening because there's like we said before like there's a lot of like people that you need to confront and like battles and just very discouraging kinds of people out there and then I feel like if I go this route then yeah I'll probably encounter kind of like that stuff every now and then but it won't be as like mentally draining mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> if that makes any mm -hmm. sense I, i'm like you're preaching to the choir sister mm -hmm. you're preaching to the choir i feel you it's it yeah it's like you the 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 price of paying dues in the fine art community is astronomical yes and, and probably in comparison yes. to the other communities mm -hmm. that we could be engaging in mm -hmm. you know yeah. yeah yeah for real so yeah i totally i get it i'm yeah i totally yeah uh <laughs> As I've been there, so I totally understand like how you say it's it's stressful. It's like yeah, there's a bunch of shit mm -hmm. going on. So more about so you're looking to launch that? Or are you kind of building your inventory? Yeah, yeah, your... yeah. That's exactly what I'm doing. I've been working nonstop creating these um, pottery things. Okay. I called them happy little earthlings because mm -hmm. um, it was last year. I was actually working on a ceramic piece that. Uh, kind of discussed my depression at the time okay. and like all the things that I was struggling and like most artists they want to create to you know talk about that stuff mm -hmm. but I felt that stuff was actually feeding my like creating that kind of artwork was like feeding my depression it was just making me even more sad mm. and so I was one night I was just staying up super late just trying to motivate myself to get that project done and just without thinking I started creating these little happy people I was like, this is actually a lot more fun. And I stayed up until like 5 a.m. working on these things. And the entire time, I was just very happy. And for mm -hmm. once, I didn't feel like I was sad or felt emotionally drained or right. like just drained in general. Mm -hmm. And so I call it Happy Little Earthlings because mm -hmm. where it originated from, like it makes me happy. Yeah. Kind of thing. And so I feel that if I produce this body of work, I will help a lot of other people be happy too. Mm. So. I hear it. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's good to see like, all right, you guys, you, you want this crazy shit? That's what stresses me out. Yeah. This other stuff, that's what makes me yes. happy. Like exactly. so yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. So that's that's kind of what I've got planned for myself uh, for the next couple of years. Yeah, at least. that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh wow. That's it's it's the the progression that you've went through, the journey. You yeah. know, and then now boom, we're here. Yeah. So yeah, it's definitely <laughs> Yeah, it's been a long, I can tell it's been a long road and you've had to make some critical decisions, mm -hmm. but every decision led you here. So, yeah. you know, that's that's a beautiful thing. So, Raquel, we appreciate you coming out. We, we're going to kind of wrap Thank this you. this episode up. Do you have any shout outs you want to give before we, before we wrap up? Oh, my gosh. Everyone, <laughs> just all your supporters, all my supporters, you know, I wouldn't be here if it weren't for you guys. 
all of my friends that I made at Fresno State, even the ones that I grew up with in Hanford, all the professors that I had, my brothers, my sister, my boyfriend, everyone. I love you guys so much. You guys play such a huge role in my artwork, and I love you all. Thank you. So where can they find you at on the internet? So you can find me on Instagram. My art account is Raquel Justo, R-A-C-Q-U-E-L-L-E-J-U-S-T-O. Okay, there we go. Yeah. yeah. And we'll post, you know, we'll post her link in the description for the episode, you guys. So if you didn't get that, we also got you over there. We appreciate you guys coming out. Once again, this episode 26 of the Art MBS podcast. You could be anywhere on the internet, but you're here with us and we appreciate that. Yes. Once again, this is your host from the West Coast, James. Bro, oh shit, I'm fucking my shit up. All right, you guys, yeah, you know how it goes down. What, what do I usually say at the end? That one, and then I'm out of here like Vladimir over and out. Keep listening to Gangster Rap. Keep twerking. Keep the uh, pencils going. And stay motivated, you guys. Peace.